You getting mad? You getting mad? I'm getting rich. You getting mad? I'm getting rich. With a vagina. With a with a vagina. Only a vagina. Wow. Yeah. That's. That's where we're at. So uh, welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the <laughs> podcast where we understand that mankind was born on Earth. It was never meant to die here. And we, as a society, have embraced this cure. I'm Ginger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sitting, across, sitting across from my Isaac beefy buddy. Oh, How's yes. it going, buddy? Good. Nice old switcheroo there, Daryl. I like it. I tried. I did my best. Yeah. I don't know what that's from, by the way. Either of those quotes? No. Ryan wouldn't. There's two? There's two quotes there. I'm not good at picking up your like. The, I feel like because you know me well enough to know that I am decent with movie quotes, you pick like really obscure ones a lot of times. I I thought that you would have gotten both of these. Liar. No, a hundred percent. And I'll tell you why in a second. But first, let's introduce our guest. He's five years older than me currently. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. For the next month and for a next half. Next month and a half. My I mean, big brother. That math doesn't work, but okay. Well, t- in the numbers, it does. You yeah. go forty. Yeah, he's forty now. He turned forty like three days ago. Oh, congratulations, <sighs> Billy! Wow, you know, <laughs> I'm going back to Billy I'm going back to kindergarten. <laughs> gotta let Is Billy dad... Madison forty? Oh, <laughs> gotta let Dad know I'm not a fool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got my boots tied tight. <laughs> Hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, <laughs> oh, back to school, back to school. To prove to dad that I'm not a fool, I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school. That song is so good. Um, No, Ryan is here because we're doing a very special bracket today. Ryan Hogan, Daryl's older brother by four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're doing a very special bracket because it is the end of the world. I don't know if you guys have known this. Yeah. Have you been mm-hmm. listening to the news? Like, the world is over. Yeah. It's Greta crazy. Thunberg told me that. Thunderberg. <laughs> Can't make fun of her. She's a child. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No expletives. No no expletives allowed when you're talking about... Bitch. <laughs> I don't know who that was. It was someone in the background. Yes, heckler back there on, on off stage. Because we're live. It's a yeah, live, live audience. Today. a live audience. Yeah. <laughs> There's some clapping. <laughs> Um, so I, I, we're doing a bracket today for movies. We said we were going to do this last week or two weeks ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Um, but the, the bracket is post-apocalyptic movies. Not apocalyptic. Not apocalyptic. And not zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, after the, well, one, one of them, them arguably is arguable. A zombie movie. Zombie yeah. movie. Rage, even, rage monster. Whatever. Yeah. I would say rage monster. I wouldn't even say it's zombie. Rage monsters, rage. But rage we d- we didn't do the best rage monster one. Hulk? No, fucking yeah, Hulk by Ang Lee. Um, <laughs> no, we. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight uh, days later. Yeah, that that's... was rage. Yeah, they were infected by rage in that one. But that that's that. This one's not on there. So what I was getting at is the bracket. So, so sorry to interrupt. The two movie. Yeah, whatever. The two movies I had. The two quotes I had were from movies that Ryan has never seen, which actually shocked me. Uh, that he's never seen these movies. There's, I have, right. I have, so I first... have four children, so there's a large portion of my life where I had no life. And there's, and there's a, and there's a approximately 12, sixteen years. And there's a twelve-year-old <laughs> sitting next to me that just gave me a dirty look. 
pick up oh. Ryan, pick up Ryan's latest book, Parenting One Hundred and One. <laughs> yeah, you have no yes. life as a parent. I, I Actually, will, no, I will teach rules. you. I will teach you all the things not to do. No, he'll teach you how to make slaves of your children. A and B, how to have a podcast in your ear the entire time you're doing life. <laughs> one year, one year podcast in. <laughs> Anything you're doing with your children, <laughs> podcast in the ear. Um, the first quote said, "Mankind was born on Earth. It was never meant to die here." And I'm shocked that you don't know what this is, Isaac. This world's a treasure, Donald. It's been telling us to leave for a while now. Mankind was born on Earth. It was never meant to die here. Um, this Inter- Interstellar. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey sitting with his old with his old man. I got you. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's that one. And then the second one was, "We as a society have embraced the cure." And it's from the intro of uh, Equilibrium when he's talking about uh, oh, the yeah, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yes, the cure is no emotions. The disease is human emotion. But Libria, I congratulate you. For there is a cure for this disease. At the cost of the dizzying highs of human emotion, we have suppressed its abysmal lows. And you, as a society have embraced this cure. Prosium. Yeah, what's that drug called again? Prosium. 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 Bait, that's exactly the sound that you wanted to hear. Mm, yeah. Prosium. But, so that's it. So, yeah, so, Ryan, you haven't seen Equilibrium. I'm shocked. I am surprised. I'll, I'll back Daryl here. I think that you're irresponsible for having not seen Interstellar. I, um, but I also I am surprised you haven't seen Equilibrium. I'm, Equilibrium is... A fantastic, underrated, underappreciated Christian Bale movie, and Sean Bean. Well, I, I, I don't really have a defense as to why I haven't seen them, because I'm into this kind of stuff, and I just missed okay. it, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I have. That's your job, and you could probably watch it with your oldest, but probably not your second. Mm-hmm. Interstellar? What's wrong with Interstellar? No, Interstellar you can watch with your oldest kids, that's for sure. Um, no, uh, Equilibrium. Oh, there's a puppy in it. In Equilibrium? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the puppy, puppy, and the puppy isn't tortured or killed? You're not watching that with your six-year-old. Okay. No, they're like, oh, there's a, it's a puppy, better smash it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's John Wick. Smash it. And then, you know, no, but it doesn't John Wick it. He's like, oh, I like this puppy. So yeah. he keeps the puppy. Uh, and that's where the movie turns and and that's what you where you get the, christian bale the starts i don't want to spoiler but christian bale starts to get some feelings yeah you know? and then he turns badass well we can go over the premise to the movie bad. when we get to the movie and you give me a synopsis before yeah, you right, ruin let's it go. let's jump in we're going to the top left corner here start top left, top left corner yeah top so left. top left corner of this bracket here um, western conference we have the yeah we have one of ryan's favorite movies i know that and one of your favorite movies isaac blade runner mm-hmm. well, yeah number one Overall, uh, and then uh, one of my favorites, Children of Men. It's yeah. a good one. It's, I haven't seen it in quite some time. But. Th- so, Children of Men, I'll, I'll quickly go. I'm going to vote for that here, even though it's not going to win. Okay, can uh, you give me a quick synopsis? Yeah, it's about it's the it's the world. No one has been pregnant for years and years and years. Yeah, and can, then a miracle. Can, can I can I can I jump in? It's it's actually a prophetic yeah. movie about what happens about ten years after the COVID vaccine. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because you know, little, it's little little know, the, the COVID vaccine. Yeah. yeah, the COVID vaccine. If you ever seen um, Euphoria, TV show called Euphoria, mm-hmm. you seen it, Ryan? Uh, I, don't I don't think so. No, it's on. It was. It was on Prime. I think it's a Prime original. It's but HBO. It's, 
Oh no, you mean Utopia. You mean Utopia. Utopia. Sorry, Utopia. Oh, I've 100 percent seen Utopia. Yeah, Utopia. Oh, you seen it? Euphoria yeah. is, is. You're right. You're right. I misspoke. Yeah. yeah. God, get off. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, I know the premise. Utopia. I know that show yeah, well. That one's. I haven't seen that one. The whole idea or the whole thing in the first season is that the good, what you think is the good guys are actually the shadow bandits, and they're they created this miracle vaccine to cure this horrible pandemic that's killing kids mm-hmm. and spreading rapidly. And the parents are like, "Give us the vaccine. Uh, we want the vaccine." And then the vaccine makes them fucking sterile. Yeah, it's population because yeah. they, they're population control. When did that movie come out? It's, it's a, a documentary. It's... It came out four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's it's a TV show that's actually a remake of a British TV show that was on about a decade ago. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> there's no there's no original ideas in Hollywood anymore. No, no none. Um, and it's freaking okay. awesome. It is awesome. Okay. It is actually. But anyway, actually really now good. that I've gotten but you guys removed from Spotify and Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. yeah, with yeah. medical misinformation. Anyway. Yeah. What? Continue right. on. That's We're, the yeah. that's the basis of Children of Men, and then he finds he finds rumor of a woman who had a baby, and the whole and story is him going to rescue her and get her out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of death ensues. There is some people. There Michael Caine's in it. Yep. Yeah, Michael Caine's in it. Who's what's the main the, main the, actor? Again? Clive Owen. Ah, Clive, Clive Owen. Clive Owen, and then uh, that 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 redheaded lady. So Have there's you seen shoot him up. <laughs> yes, that's seen a shoot great up. Clive Owen movie. So there's an amazing scene in Children of Men where there's literally literally sorry military and these gangsters, freedom fighter people having a giant shootout and the entire thing stops when they hear a baby cry and Clive Oven carries the baby out of the building. And it's, yep. Oh my God. It's a yeah. shockingly good scene. Shockingly good scene. Hundred percent, because everyone realizes like nobody's had a baby in a decade or more, right? Like, and they were just—they're just pawns. They're both just doing what they think they're told to do and whatever, and they're yep. fighting this fight, and then they realize that holy fuck, there's actually a kid here. Basically, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's my sales pitch for Children of Men, but we need to talk about Blade for, Runner as well. For Children of Men, that was yeah. I'm I'm I I, I want to hear you what uh, what's Blade Runner about? So tell me, Blade Blade Runner is a uh, well, see, this is where I kind of get it. It's kind of post-apocalyptic because, like, the world's ruined, but it also kind of proves that there's a high-technology future. Anyway, there's... there's Doesn't it take place in the 2020s? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it takes does. place in the 2020s. I think it's 20... Actually, yeah. Yeah, 20, I'm, I'm early quite 2020s. disappointed that we don't have robots that look like humans and can pass for humans. So the, the point so of the movie is Blade Runners are detectives who try and detect these robots or synths or whatever that look exactly like humans and try and pass themselves off as humans. So they implemented a, they implemented a, 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 a expiration date on these robots because they are stronger, faster, 
whatever, and they look just like people. So they wanted to have like some sort of safety. So they implemented, I think it was like a four-year lifespan on these robots. And some of them escaped um, their slavery and were trying to integrate into society and live a life or whatever. And then these Blade Runners were essentially, like Ryan said, detectives or police officers that were trained to uh, find these, um, uh, what are they called again? What's the word I'm blanking? I've been playing too much Fallout 4, so I call every Android synths at this point. Yeah. But that's not what it the, the the name that we can't remember, they're called, but they're 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 a robot that uh uh anyway, they're trained to find these robots and, and essentially either capture them and then get them terminated or shut off or whatever. And Harrison Ford is a is a blade runner and he's trying to track down these four or five um Oh my god, the name is like right on the tip of Rep- my tongue. Replicants replicants yep, that's synthetic humans known as replicants so the the main replicant he's his goal is just he just like the bad guy in the movie he just wants to live longer yeah yeah, yeah. he wants that's, freedom and he also kind of he also kind of wants, wants uh revenge against the tyrell corp guy yeah who so yeah, yeah, tyrell corp yeah. created them but then also didn't give them their freedom and makes all their money off of them so yeah, it's an al- it's an allegory for slavery, and it tells a story about you know artificial intelligence and do we owe the intelligences that we create the same rights that we have since we're sentient beings and they're sentient beings. It's complicated. Yeah. So I would say this is an McDonald's. interesting. Here's my take on this, Isaac. I like the aesthetic of the movie more than the actual movie. See, and here's here's where I will argue the same thing, Ryan. Um, and this is a this is a this is a big this is a big thing for me in movies, and I think I've talked about this before. But for me, the aesthetic and the soundtrack and the the writing of movies sometimes can take take me to a, a level of 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 um, love for a movie beyond what it actually. I guess how well it's actually put to picture, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. 100%. Like it's not the best graphics. I mean, at the time, I guess they say it was great graphics, but it's not the best CGI and, and it's whatever. Well, meh, some it's of the not CGI. Meh. There was no CGI. No, that's true. Um, but the, the soundtrack of that movie is incredible. Um, the, like the rain throughout the movie just the brings like a, nature. yeah, it's yeah. just, it's really, really cool movie. And then do we have the other one on here too? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but I think like Blade Runner, I think it's just one of those, for me, it's just one of those like groundbreaking levels of like thought movies that I hold near and dear. So for me, it's, it's going to take it over children of men. Yeah. I'm th- pretty sure Ryan's there too. I, I'm going to vote. I don't know though. It's up I, to you. No, I, I actually struggled with one a lot. I've been thinking about it for a while and uh, I'm going to give it to Blade Runner. It gets my vote, but children of men is a better it's, really it's a better movie if that makes any sense but blade runner is more uh how do i put the it, it's more socially important like it's more you know in the history of movies it's a more important movie by a long long shot well well said yeah, yeah. i i do have a question about blade runner um first off ryan i'm sorry and this is going to be right on the show i apologize but can you just turn down the volume of our mics in your headphones just a little bit. Oh, is it, That's leak- is it leaking Ryan's, through? It's leaking. Yeah, it's leaching. Ryan's in Sylvan Lake right now. We're uh, we're in Airdrie, so we can, <laughs> we can just hear ourselves echoing a little bit. Air dry. Sorry. Um, that, so, no, it's all good. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, well, I, I can't hear it right now, so that's good. Um, there's three versions of the movie. 
I know you've, oh, I believe you've seen them all, Ryan. You gave me the three pack. I've seen the director's cut and the extended. I think I've only seen, I've seen the original and I've seen Ridley Scott's version. I'm not sure if I've seen all three. Okay. So the original, I've, I've just been told the Ridley Scott version is, is, is the, the go-to. I've only seen the director's cut. That's the one. Yeah. The director's cut. Okay. I've seen the director's cut and I've seen the original. Okay. Um, I didn't know there was another cut. Yeah, it's. I think it's a second director's cut. Okay. Yeah, it's but like let's let's add extra ten minutes for fun. Extra shit. Yeah. Um, I I didn't know this. Sorry, Wikipedia nerd here. I was just on here. I didn't know that this was a Philip K. Dick book first before mm. it became this movie. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Was the book pretty cool? Nice. But but here's the thing. Here's what's cool about Philip K. Dick. He wrote his name his, first of all. Yeah, his his name, Phil Dick. Uh, um, he wrote works that have now turned into movies called Total Recall, Minor- Minority Report, and Scanner Darkly. Damn. I just thought that was cool. Those are all good movies. Yeah. Yes, they are. So there we are. So and, Blade Runner moves on. Let Oh, go ahead, Ryan. No, you got nothing, something else? Continue on. Continue on. All right. Let's go to the other. Let's go to the bottom left here. Um, and we're going to go Hunger Games Mockingjay <laughs> Part 1 and 2. We counted the third and fourth movie as one. Because it's one book, yeah, and the movies basically, it, if they if Hollywood wasn't just trying to make more money, they would have just made it all one movie because it's the story's congruent. Deathly Hallows, you know, mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows, yeah, um, The Hobbit. <laughs> they made three movies out of one book. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though. so Mockingjay one and two versus Waterworld. <laughs> well, I think I I think Waterworld should win hands down, hundred percent. Um, if I was insane. But Waterworld is awesome because it's bad. Yes, hundred. Yeah, that makes sense. The, yeah, but does it? Although I'll, I'll give it though? to I'll give it to Bryce from Showdown Merchandising. He loved Waterworld as a kid. <laughs> loved it. Sh- and, Shinfo. Sh- no, but here's <laughs> but here's why I actually enjoy Waterworld. It's not it's not that I like it because it's bad. It's because me and Bryce watched it all the time when we were kids, and it's kind of a badass movie for like a you know, 12, 13 year old kids to watch. Yeah. So that's why I like, that's why Waterworld actually was, it well, was meant well, a lot to me, here, but I haven't seen it in years. Okay. Here's it's the pitch meeting. Shitty, here's the pitch meeting for this move for Waterworld, Daryl. Hi. Yeah. I'm Kevin Costner. Will you give me a bunch of money? It's like, yeah, yeah. Do you have a movie idea? He's like, well, I watched road warrior last week and I thought we could do that, but on water. <laughs> that's it. That yeah, that's it, the yeah. pitch meeting. Yep. That's hundred yeah. percent it. Was the bad guy Dennis Hopper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, and he was exceptional. <laughs> but he's a the, the movie ruins it for me because uh, Costner's a fucking mutant. <laughs> yeah, he's a, well, he's, he he's just a he's just a you would know he's a he's a um, higher being. He's yeah. he's already started to uh, uh, what's the word evolve. I'm looking for evolve uh, based on the environment of uh, of his world. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it it wouldn't happen that fast, but well, yeah. maybe shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I think that I also think that Waterworld is awesomely horrible. Uh, yeah. I think that this the scenes where you see a gentleman wearing ski boots, that's impossibly uh, inconvenient <laughs> in in that environment. Um, so I don't remember that. Yeah, one person wears ski boots. I've, I don't know if you've ever walked in ski boots on like a hard floor, but it yeah, is it dangerous. Sucks. It is. It's a hazard. Yeah. It also deserves props for being ridiculously expensive and a giant flop. Was it? Was did it flop? I don't even know. I was too young. 
Oh yeah, it I, I I believe it, that one and the Postman, which is another post-apocalyptic movie, both bombed super hard. Kevin Costner did not win the uh, the '90s post-apocalyptic movie race. Now he made he won the '90s baseball movie races. He, yeah, he should have just stuck to baseball. <laughs> stuck movies. to baseball movies. Um. All right. So the other side here, I, I'll I'll pitch Mockingjay. I love those two movies, and here's why. This is the stupid reason, but it's one's very. Ryan, are you still there? Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm here. Copycat. No, perfect. There's one specific reason why I liked Mockingjay, the movie, is that they didn't shy away from one part in the book where they drop fucking bombs on children. And that sounds horrible, mm-hmm. but there's they they didn't... I thought because it's Hollywood, there's no way they're going to let that scene happen. And they still... They do it. And it's still... It, it has that dark side. It shows how... how what they're willing to go to to keep the power that they've attained over these 13 or 12 districts. What came, what came first the, the, the hunger games books or the movie battle Royale? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Battle Royale, battle Royale was, Royale a, is, was an yeah. Asian film it's uh, so good. where a bunch of kids, same thing, bunch of kids had these call. Was it the ones where they had the collars on and they had to do the same thing. They had to fight to survive and kill each other to survive. And if they tried to escape or they didn't, then they got their heads blown off. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. 2000, Battle Royale came out. I'm pretty sure that came out considerably before Hunger Games. Mm. Maybe. Hunger Games. Book. Book. book 2009 was Catching Fire. Hmm. It'd be close. 2008 was the first one. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Total ripoff. Eight years after Battle Royale. So yeah, total ripoff. Original ideas. Yeah, well. Hollywood. Again, I never said that it was original. America. But uh, yeah, I just like that they didn't shy away from it. I I would also say Mockingjay, Hunger Games in general, those movies were a much better movie adaptation than any other kind of young adult post-apocalyptic. Like that was a thing at the time in the late 2000s. Divergent. Like, yeah. yeah, Trilogy. Yeah. There's all that kind of stuff. Maze Runner. Maze Runner. Maze Runner. They're all young adult books that are all post-apocalyptic. Um, I would say that the Hunger Games is definitely very watchable. Yes, Divergent was yeah. not good. The books were good, but the movie was not at all. I didn't. I didn't watch it. So, I didn't read uh, it. Spare well, I guess. The uh, time. Okay. I will. Waterworld. <laughs> Moving on. Ryan, uh, Isaac's picking Waterworld. Ryan, what are you going with? I'm picking Mockingjay. Oh shit! Mockingjay's moving on. Sorry, Isaac. Don't say sorry to me. Say sorry to all the Kevin Costner fans out there. <laughs> Assholes. Sorry, Dean. Dean's listening to this I know right why now. you really picked uh, Mockingjay. Why? Because Jennifer Lawrence. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, that's not the reason I picked it. But yeah, yes, she's I, I picked it considerably for better range. looking than Kevin Costner. Yeah, her range uh, of arguable. Her range of, there you go. Yeah, her, her, she her, plays her, the same character every skills. time. Pretty yeah, much. but this was at least the first time she played the character. Yeah. So it was new at the time. Dances as wolves. <laughs> that's anyway, not movie same thing. No. That that's a good movie. Yes. All right, we're going up to the other corner here. We have I Am Legend, which is arguably a, a, a zombie movie. I wouldn't call it a zombie movie. And Equilibrium. I've never seen I Am Legend. Seriously? Really? I didn't want to. I've seen Omega Man, which I've heard it's the same thing, very similar to. O- Omega Man. Yeah. Charlton Heston back in the day. Oh no, I don't know about that, but I know that that I am legend is, is actually very good. I think, and if I'm not mistaken, I am legend was based on a graphic novel. Was it not? I think it was based on Omega. It was Man. based on Omega man. Well, there was a graphic novel called I am legend. Oh, there you go. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't know. 
And then they made a movie with Will Smith, who I'm a huge fan of. Which you're not a huge fan of, but you like this movie. But I like some of his movies. Yeah. And I do like I Am Legend. It was uh, just a 1954 novel. I Am Legend? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm loving I Am Legend. I think they they must have made it into a graphic novel then as well. Yeah, I think that yeah, came because there was a graphic novel as well. Either way, I've I've seen parts of it. So uh, let me give my synopsis. Someone who's never seen it. Okay, Here's synopsis. My synopsis. There's a dude in New York. Everyone's dead. I don't, you guys said rage earlier, so I'm assuming people turn into rage or rage monsters or whatever they are, and they walk really slowly and huddled until there's I don't know if it's noise or it's light or whatever it is. And he's there, and it's him and his dog, and then eventually his dog dies, and then he dies. Whoa! Very so, cool. I've never that's seen pretty it. Pretty much it. Other than they're allergic to light, UV rays is one of the things that that hurts them. So you okay. could argue vampire. Okay. Almost okay. vampirish. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're very fast and strong. Yes. Um, and, and do they eat and and poison you? Like, do they bite you and? Yeah, you become one of them. Well, except for yeah. except for the Omega Man or the I Am Legend, the Will Smith Will character Smith. is immune. Immunity. Ah. And he's also a scientist, military scientist. And he's the only person who's immune. Uh, on the, on, on, in New York. Yeah. In New York. Okay. I think it was quarantined to New York, was it not? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't quarantined right. to New York. That's why. Okay, so a, a lady and her kids show up. They're trying to find safety oh, that's in right. New York. Right. And they actually rescue him because he was kind of ready to die because he was sad yeah. about being alone. And his wife was a his rage dog monster. Died. So. Yeah. yeah, and it's so you gotta have it's to spoil the entire movie for brutal. you. The rage monsters are actually smart. Uh, you figure that out at the end of the movie. They have emotions and and yeah. feelings, and because he's wondering why they keep oh. attacking him because he kidnapped one of them, and it's because it was the wife of one of the other rage monsters. Yeah, and then he kills them all. Oh, like the main rage monster. It was it was his wife, and Will Smith had captured this one to perform experiments to try to find a vaccine. And that's why they were trying Coming to after. track him down. Yeah. Yeah. See, that makes sense. I, I, I've, I don't know why. It's just one of those movies I just didn't see at the time, and it just hasn't popped up in front of me. And I'd recommend it. Yeah. The scene, the scene where his dog turns. That's that's a tough one to watch. Oh, his dog turns. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. See, and I, I don't, I don't even mind spoilers like that. It's, it's my fault for not having watched it. What twenty years after it yeah. came out. I, I would say it's now, pretty good. It? And I'm going to go straight weird on you. I haven't seen Equilibrium, but I'm going to vote for Equilibrium to win. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Is it going against Equilibrium? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I vote. I vote uh, so, Equilibrium. So too. we we kind of explained Equilibrium, Ryan, but we won't go in. We don't. We we can just vote it through. That's fine. But Equilibrium is a world where they take prosium, and it eliminates people's emotions, and there are a specific set of police out there. I can't remember what they're called. Um, uh, but they, but their job, Christian Bale's one of them. Sean Bean's one of them. Grammaton cl- clerics. Yeah, there you go. They're they're basically like specially trained with gun kata, and it's you know what a karate kata kata is. Yeah, where a karate person yeah, does like a, a bunch set, of karate moves yeah, by it's themselves. A set, a kata. set number yeah. of moves. Yep. So they have a, a they call it a gun kata in the movie, and it's essentially a training way. Uh, they're trained in a way of maximum damage with handguns while doing all these like wicked fucking moves yeah um so they can kill like a bunch of people without being hit by bullets from other people and uh grammaton cleric and and if you skip your your dose of prosium every day or in a day you can start to feel christian bale um 
is suspect he suspects uh actually he turns in sean bean sean bean uh, is a sense offender which yeah. is what they call it yeah um and that's at the beginning of the movie it's not a spoiler at all no and then he uh he ends up looking into like he misses a dose or he breaks a, a vial or something and it, it he misses his dose and then he just he's like oh whatever but then he's kind of questioning things and then he starts feeling and then it gets he starts storing all his doses and starts having full emotions and he's got to survive like being found out about by like trying to remain senseless and remain emotionless um while as also a, as a cleric as a cleric to try to figure out how, like how to move forward and what he needs to do to like what's the right thing to do what's the wrong because he's now got feelings of right and wrong all the things that they're trained to like track down are like groups of rebellions uh of people like that are not on prosium that are like storing ancient history of like their like books novels painting uh paintings yeah uh, they they burned everything and, they, books, and if they everything. find it if they find any sort of they call it uh what do they call it uh uh contraband yeah. Uh, they burn it and they destroy it. And um, anyway, so it's kind of like a, I don't know. <laughs> it, it is exactly what you <laughs> what what you think that it is from the description Isaac yeah. just gave you. It's great. That's, that's it. It's, it's fucking great. awesome. It, it sounds awesome. It. Yeah, it is awesome. It's it's really really good. <laughs> um, so equilibrium moves on. Uh, now at the bottom here we got the original Hunger Games versus Interstellar. So I'm just going to say goodbye to Hunger Games. I just so let's just skip it to the next round because obviously Hunger Games. But Ryan's just... never seen Interstellar, and I'm wondering why. You said you had kids. Is that the only reason? It just did it just pass you by, or did you have any reason you didn't watch it? Well, sometimes it's hard to sit down and watch a three hour movie. I don't know if it's even that long, but let me let me put it this way, Ryan. I know it's awesome. I just have. I went. To. I went to see just so just to give you a, an appreciation, or maybe maybe you don't give a fuck what I think, but. When I watched that movie, I watched. I went to theater. I love Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan movies, so I went to theater to watch it. When I got out of the theater, when that movie was over, I legitimately was questioning my reality, questioning the reality of people and man. And, and questioning where we're going in the future. Well, I heard he but goes like into a everything. tesseract, which is awesome. Incorrect, but... Oh, it, you know, he doesn't yeah. become a three-dimensional being? You have to he watch go, it, right? Yeah, he goes into a, a black hole. Yeah, no, I get. I know what the I know what the plot of the movie is. I'm. I will watch yeah. it. I will vote with you. It with is Interstellar. Hunger Games is a fantastic movie, but Interstellar is on a different level. Yeah. Inter- Interstellar is the coolest space slash time slash alternate universe movie I've ever seen in my life. It got it, when it came out, and this is this is what's kind of cool about it. Like Christopher Nolan, I love his movies anyway, but um, when this one came out, it got the props of it from everyone and he would disagree with this but it got props from everyone saying that it was as as good or as transformational as as space odyssey was yeah right back in the day so. they actually there's actually a book on the science it's called the science of interstellar and it's based uh the book itself is just basically around around the science of the black hole that they because there's a whole science of of black holes and being near them and and the gravity of them and everything um, in the movie and it was as accurately based on what scientists can can depict a black hole to be and to be in if it was in real life like if you could actually interact with a black hole yes and they no. they made it as scientifically accurate as they could and they actually there's a book out about it st- strictly about the black hole science in that movie y- yes and no I've I've also listened or watched a couple of guys chat about it. Um, 
well, Neil deGrasse Tyson and another astrophysicist talk about the black hole in that movie specifically and just saying it, it's 100% one of the theories. So, what, yes, you're right. What, scientists yes. disagree with each other? Yeah, right? <laughs> Neil, right. Gra- Neil Grass Spice and what? That's not, that's not possible. <laughs> They just, yeah, well, they disagree because it's a theory and they can't prove anything, but I still love it. You mean 97% it. Said, of all scientists don't agree? <laughs> that's why I said as scientifically accurate Ryan, as possible. Ryan, are Ryan. you getting at something that's more pertinent to our day and age? No. I don't know. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right, Interstellar moves on. There's no connection <laughs> there, Daryl. Let's move to the other side here. We got uh, Blade Runner 2049 versus Wally. Well, that's over. No, it's not. It is. Wally is one of the. Have you ever seen Wally, Isaac? I've seen not. I've not seen it. Okay, <laughs> that's why you don't. You don't. You don't get it. Can I do? I, can I, I do Ryan, the pitch for it? Yeah. Okay. You do. You pitch for whatever movie you think should move on. Okay. Right? Wally, the first was it forty five minutes of the movie. There's like mm-hmm. no talking, and it's this post apocalyptic wasteland, and it's just this little robot living just alone this in this empty wasteland, for the first third of the movie. It's unreal, Isaac. Unreal. Okay. Watch it on the biggest TV you have. Okay, I got a 28-incher in my bedroom. (laughs) And he's not talking about his TV. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely talking about like a wall-mounted television. (laughs) This is my plasma TV, Michael Scott. Um, I... uh... (laughs) Thanks, Michael. Probably one of the best blooper reels of all time. Um... (laughs) I've heard Wally's good. I have heard Wally's good. However, what's the movie is going against? <laughs> Blade Runner Blade 2049. 2049. Um, that movie is as like, I'm not crazy about sequels. I'm not crazy about like, obviously there's sequels that I love, but if the, the second that I hear they're remaking a movie, especially one like Blade Runner, I'm skeptical. However, Dennis Villeneuve. You mean Denis. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> I'm not French. Dennis Villeneuve, <laughs> Villeneuve, he is a fucking, he's a gypsy mastermind man who can make things happen Perfectly. very well. He makes the most beautiful he, movies. He makes the Hands most down. beautiful movies. Hands down. Is he the, is he the perfect director to, to, it, it, to put this movie on the screen? Yes. That movie was done perfectly for a sequel of Blade Runner. 2049 was unreal. The sound, the visual effects, uh, acting, the writing, everything was I've fucking never seen unreal. It, but I've heard it. It's oh, a heard beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. It's very well, like, it. It's a, it is a 100% a sequel. It picks up, you know, a few years after or 20 years after um, Blade Runner, the first Blade Does Runner. Pick up in 2049. 2049. Yeah. About 20 years, roughly. 20, 29 years later know, or whatever. Yeah, 20 there, years yeah whatever it was. Um. You have to watch it. You you can't. I can't. Exp- I'm not good at explaining how good things are. You have to watch it. That's that's what. And and I, I I might actually vote for that here, but I'll just quickly jump back to Wally for a second. I know it's a Pixar movie. <laughs> it sounds fucking stupid. It sounds stupid. But but right, like Ryan said, it's for 40 minutes. It's just a. It's it's a it's a robot, or maybe it's 20 minutes. I don't know. It's a robot by himself on Earth, an apocalyptic Earth, and then you find out why. And he's just there moving garbage, and then he finds a plant, and it's the first thing humans have ever seen. But what's really good about this movie is it doesn't show, like, you could care less about what the what the storyline is about about Earth. The shitty part is that it's so true about how humanity will devolve, um, 
basically all, halfway through the movie when all of a sudden you're in space with the humans. They're all fat. They all can't walk. They all, they're all lazy, obese pieces of shit. And, and it's just so true that that's just kind of where humanity could go. If, if so, like imagine, way that so we'll Isaac, end. imagine if Daryl and I had hover sleds like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's what you get here. Like, and that's all. And of then you humanity. get the atrophied legs. Yeah. The entire entirety of humanity and space is like that. <laughs> bring me the Wookiee. Um, bring me the Wally. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess I'll have but, to watch it. So but... yeah, watch it, and you can watch it with your kids. It's not scary so, by uh, any means. Yeah, I would okay. say it's the it's my second favorite Pixar movie of all the Pixar movies. Well, What's you your go. first favorite? Up. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, Up's great. Yeah. If you want to cry and instantly. Not Toy Story. Um, I like Toy Story too. Also, there's a movie. Sorry, one more kids movie that didn't make it onto this list today. It was my number nine. Is Mitchell's versus the Machines? It's on Netflix. That is apocalyptic as shit, and it is fucking awesome. It what is about awesome. Titan AE? Spent. Titan AE. That's not really post-apocalyptic. Is it not? Just space. No, just that's space. just them, that's just the future. But yeah. So anyway, back, to the, anyway, back to the task at hand. Isaac, you picking Blade Runner? Hundred percent. Ryan, where are you going? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Dennis pick Wally. He's picking Wally. I would pick Wally, but I'm gonna. I just want to see what which Blade Runner is better. And so, <laughs> so I'm picking Blade Runner 2049. Love it. But here's why: I've watched two Denny Villeneuve movies. I've only seen two of them. I've watched Arrival and Dune, and they're just like you said, they're perfect. So I'm assuming if I watched 2049, I would fall in love with it. Twenty like Blade Runner 2049. If you, so you sorry, you haven't seen it. No. So if you like. You understand how good Dune was, right? Yeah, that's how I feel about how good Twenty Forty Nine was. Okay, yeah, the that's only how good, the only like it's, difference, it moves you. Yeah, the only difference being is he specifically paced the movie like the original Blade Runner, right? So like Indeed. nothing is rushed. Right? Nothing's rushed. Everything all, is very, yeah. very methodically. Yeah, all the shots uh, are nice, yeah, long shots, beautifully shot. Right. So yes. I, so I don't feel bad basically, running it through. So it, it basically picks up 20 whatever years after Ryan Gosling is a Blade Runner and he's a and he's now a replicant. Yeah. But a new replicant. A replicant that doesn't run, a replicant that doesn't disobey. Yeah. Right? And then he's doing the, he's investigating into I forgot I I kept thinking Colin Farrell's in it, right? Or no. is that Total Recall? That's Total Recall. I'm sorry, I got confused with Total Recall and Blade Runner. So Blade Runner is probably so much better than I thought because it's Ryan Gosling. Kindly leave. <laughs> okay, let's move on from there because I don't want to get shot. Um, yeah. uh, now let's go to the other side here. Ryan hasn't seen one of these. Uh, we have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. So that is the second in the new trilogy. Dot Pata. Dot Pata. Not Rot Pata, but Dot Pata. I, I when when Ryan's like dot pot, I'm like whoa 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 whoa. That's the that's the before the apocalypse. He's like no no no, dawn of the planet of the apes, which is after, and then sunshine, which is um, it starts off as a as a it's a what's his name Danny Boyle, uh it starts off as a as a futuristic end of the world movie and turns into yeah, something the, else. the sun is dying right yeah. The sun, yeah, the sun is dying, and they have to go reignite it. Yeah, Otherwise, there's the another ship over. that went to go reignite the sun, and it didn't work, or something happened, and then they have to go, yeah, try and start it up. Exactly, and it is, it's a killer movie, literally. 
and figuratively. <laughs> What's uh, uh, Mark Strong? Is that his name? Mark Strong, the, the actor, yeah. The, one of the actors in that movie. Um, phenomenal performance. And what I really liked about Sunshine was some of the... just K- the, like, Killian Murphy was in it too. He was. Um, I guess like the scale, again, large TV, good TV. The scale of some of the, the scenes and the shots that they got in that movie are like gorgeous. Phenomenal. And the, yeah, the theories behind it is really cool too. Yeah, like what they got to do to save humanity. I like, I like that you got to save humanity. Like Earth is already freezing cold at that point, isn't it? It's been a while since I've watched this movie. It's been a long time. I'm pretty since sure I it's. It. I'm pretty sure the Earth is cold. Anyway, yeah, it's really good, Ryan. Um, <laughs> Dot Pata. Hey, it's really good. It's really good. Dot Pata. I like when when Rise of the Planet of the Apes happened. I was super excited, and I loved that movie. And then when Dawn of the Planet of the Apes happened. I was like, it's all different cast. This isn't going to be good. And then I watched it, and it's all about about what's his name, the monkey. It's a different, uh, it's sorry, a different cast because everyone died. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> that's the pro, that's the thing. But what's his uh, is it, um, the movie the scientist end. name? Is it, it's not Einstein? Caesar. 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 Caesar is is the monkey. It's still Andy Serkis. Andy still Andy Serkis. Yeah. yeah. And he and he's the range on that guy. The performance, <laughs> the performance is unreal. But but when yeah. all of a sudden, when they start to communicate and he talks and, and shit in that movie, it is I, I just watching the communication happen and all that. It is really cool. And then when you watch Planet Earth and you see how, well, sorry, the documentary Planet Earth, <laughs> the nature documentary with David Attenborough. Um, <laughs> when you watch that one and you see how my second favorite documentary. <laughs> when you see how how um, chimps interact and they have clans that actually go to war with each other, and then you see how the chimps in this, like the chimps and the apes, go to war with whoever it is in this movie. It is so they did such a good job of of, of and, animating and Michael Clark Duncan was it Mike no he was in the Mark Wahlberg one wasn't he yes Michael Clark Duncan <laughs> he was in the Mark Wahlberg that was a Tim great, Burton one he was a good gorilla Ryan do you for is that Silverback so Ryan's a Michael huge, Clark Duncan I'm, like, I'm a I was massive a kid, Planet of the Apes man. he's a huge like he watched all the old ones loved them yeah did you hate the Tim Burton one Ryan or did you like it too no it was okay like it was, was I went, that the I saw it in Mark the theater Wahlberg with Dad yeah. like I went to go see it in the theater that was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for, thanks yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, um i thought so it was I'm, okay it was pretty good but it was tim burton making a remake of a movie doing tim burton things fucking tim burton you know fucking tim burton yeah. that was kind of the start of his downfall in my opinion right there <clears throat> i don't know man sweeney todd was sick are you joking <laughs> I know people that love the Sweeney Todd. I don't. I I actually didn't mind Sweeney Todd. I liked the play. It's definitely a blunt of the uh, brunt of the jokes. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Ryan, what? Uh, not seeing Sunshine. What would you pick here? Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And even if Sunshine's really good, I would still pick pick Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Fair enough. So. Yeah, I'd go with Dot Potter. Dot Potter huh. as well. Yeah, I think it's a unanimous Dot Potter. Have you seen Wattpada? War? War? Oh, no, it's War 4. War 4? War 4, the planet of the apes. Yes, I've seen. What? I saw it. It was the only what? one I didn't see in the theater. It was the only one that I didn't love the storyline because it wasn't It wasn't a war for the planet of the apes. It was a war for a fucking Woody Harrelson just kind of was shitty. 
Yeah, yeah right. But the, uh, I really like, didn't like Woody's character in that movie. No, but it was really kind of tragic at the end when he started going crazy and turning into an ape. Not to completely ruin the entire yeah. end of the movie for you. Well, I don't like we that was that was kind of the scary thing. So like that, it doesn't justify his actions, but it kind of gives you a little background on the character. Like you kind of make he makes it. You don't realize it, but I think the whole motivation behind that character is that he's deathly afraid that he's going to turn into a dumb ape, right? Because they're finding yeah, humans yeah. are starting to, like, the virus mutates or whatever, and now humans are starting to turn into, um, degenerate or devolve into the intelligence of apes that we have now. So, anyway, yeah. it is, it's it's cool, it looks good, is it? nearly as good of dawn of the planet of the the other ones no no yeah dawn of the planet apes the first the first time i watched it i had a i had a i mean i totally didn't download it illegally but i downloaded it illegally and i didn't have subtitles so i didn't know what the apes were saying to each other and i got so confused (laughs) because they're it's all sign language right and i don't i don't speak asl so i just like Mm. fuck um and then i watched it with subtitles and it was way better yeah that was it was kind of like it was kind of like Dune. Me and Isaac watched Dune. We watched the the illegal stream, and then he's just like, "I'm just gonna get it because it's that good." Yeah. And then it had subtitles for all the alien languages, and it was way but better. That and then, take it a and then I watched. Have, have you seen Dune, Ryan? Yet? Uh, twice. I've so I watched it with Daryl, and then I and then I rented it, and I watched it two and a half times in one day. It when I rented it. We can do a whole episode on Dune because I'm a giant Dune it's, fan, and it is yeah, unreal. And Denny Villeneuve, just give him all my money. Make, seriously, make like if he could make every movie for the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. he's he's that good. Oh yeah. All right, and let's, he's Canadian. Uh, let, yeah, he is. He's well, he's French Canadian. Let's move on here. This is another one where I haven't seen one of them. I apologize. I put this on the list though because I heard it's that good. We got The Matrix, which we've all seen. Versus the you're going to say Plans. you haven't seen the Matrix. <laughs> you haven't seen the Matrix. I've never yeah. seen the Matrix. Yeah, but the no, Quiet, the quiet Place. Awesome. See, that's the Quiet Place. I've heard it's good, so that I was willing to vote that in because I've heard it's like an awesome fucking end of the world movie. It's it's quite good. It's quite um, it's interesting because it's quiet. Well, it's it's yeah, but obviously, but it's it's just like uh, I don't know. It was a new it was a new idea, new. At least for me, anyways. I I thought it was original. It was fun. It was it was different. And uh, I'm a big John Krasinski fan. And he did me he too. not direct that movie? He wrote and directed. Um, and the only thing he went from the Hollers, yeah, to that. The only thing I that the only thing I would say I I wasn't crazy about in that movie was, and I don't want to spoil anything. I've seen the first scene, and okay. then I turned it off because I was heartbroken. There's a scene where John Krasinski screams. And it's a quiet place. Mm-hmm. And you understand, you know, that noise attracts these yeah. aliens, right? Yeah. Monsters, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where John Krasinski screams. And I I felt like of all the screams that he could have used in that scene, that was not one of them that he should have used. <laughs> it was. I thought it was, it was it a little a bit, of, it scream. was like an awkward scream. It was a little, it was like a, eh, that wasn't like as satisfying of a scream as I thought it was going to be. But other than that, wicked flick. Okay, so his scream wasn't that satisfying. You'll know what I mean when you see it. I don't know if I can sit through and watch it because I get. I don't it's want not to scary. Movies. Okay, the first scene scared the shit out of me, so then I turned it off. The first scene where 
the, his, it comes to the bridge. Kid, yeah, no, yeah, and his kid dies. Yeah. It's not that scary. It's just like, but then I was just as heartbroken, and I'm like, is this what this whole movie is going to be like? So I just turned it off. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that scary. Okay, well, fine. I will. <laughs> I've been saying I'll watch it for a long time, and I will. I'll have to give it another shot. Um, but it's up against the Matrix, and when it comes to post-apocalyptic movies, I don't know if there's any more in my lifetime. I don't know if there's one that does it better. I don't know. Like, like, like considering that we're all in a simulation and the robots, the machines have taken over and mm-hmm. we are just their batteries. How do we know we're not in that right now? That's I'm what I'm talking sure about. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> right? There you go. Ryan is. Right? But Ryan and my dad took me to the Matrix and it was just like, it came out in 99. So I was what? 13? Yeah, so it was, like it was really, it's really, really poignant for that that time that age age group and and the movie he said, he said it holds up 100 percent. i let jaron yeah, watch it yeah. jaron and i watched it 100 percent holds up 100 percent. yeah it's it's still to this day um and it it was groundbreaking for its time like that movie yeah like i remember i wasn't allowed to go watch that movie in theaters because i was younger than you by two years yeah 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 um two. Wow. yeah but it uh I remember like family friends, like my, my mom's friends were going and telling me about how awesome this movie was. And my dad said it was unreal and whatever. And then I ended up being able to watch it like two years later or whatever. And it's like, you know, that was like next level fucking mind. My dad would call it a mind fuck movie. That was his favorite kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. Yeah. It, it, I, I did leave the theater wondering, questioning existence. Here's a question for you both. Yeah. Red pill or blue pill? Hundred percent, whichever one that he took, the red pill, right? It's the red, red pill. pill. I can't remember. Yeah, the red pill. Hundred percent. So you guys are both red pill guys. Yeah. Okay. But are you a blue pillar? I would have. I would. I would want to say that I'd be a red pillar, but I don't know if I'd be a red pillar. Okay. At the point where Neo was when he took the red pill, I would be a red pillar. If I it was, if it was right now, and somebody said here, red pill or blue pill, I'd be like red pill. But yeah, I'd probably be a red pill. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, but after watching the movie, if that was actually real <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they gave you a choice, I would probably stay in the Matrix. I want a steak. <laughs> I want I'd rather a steak. have a steak than, than that gruel shit that they... That that scene makes everybody want to have steak. Except for when he chews it and you hear the crunch. I just don't like it as much. Might not have been a good cut, you know? No, it was a great cut. It's just it's just Joey Pants's. It's just how he chews with his mouth open. He's like, <sighs> but he's also a fuck face in that scene too. He's a fucker. He's he a fuck fuck. Mm-hmm. He is. He causes the the yeah. glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. I love the glitches. So Ryan, what, what, what did you, you guys think about Matrix Reloaded? That would be. The and I have two one. words for you. Yeah, two yeah. words for you. Monica Bellucci. Mm-hmm. In the and the, one, and yeah. the Merovingian. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the second movie. Yeah, it was really good. I liked the twins. The, the twins were fucking They were badass. fucking wicked. Yeah, and the, on the, the motorcycle on the, scene the, the, on the, the freaking freeway. That's it. On the bridge yeah, in the unreal. freeway. That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. So anyways, the Matrix moves on. <laughs> yeah, the Matrix moves on <laughs> right. by long shot. Have you seen The Quiet Place, right? No, I haven't seen it. It's one of those movies right. kind of like, like, okay, honorable mention time is like The Road, where it's just you feel uncomfortably kind of scared for the entire movie. So I haven't right. seen The Road. I haven't seen the movie The Road, but I read. The I book. read the book as well, and, the, and, and even the book. And the was book is phenomenal. It was phenomenal, though. Yeah. Like that, I could not put that book down. Yeah, because it's kind of it's kind of similar. Like other shows that are, I want to say, are similar 
in the way they make you feel would be like yeah. the walking dead to a certain extent, but only in the seasons where everything feels really desperate. Right. And every encounter, yeah, the first feels dangerous. So more like the first so season I did... than any other season after that. Everything else is an action show after that. But right. I did hear that the movie, they very much like Hollywoodized some scenes in it. They made it like much more about villains rather than just the surviving on the road. Yes. Because the book is very much so just they come across some, you know, bits of adversity here and there. But mm-hmm. essentially the whole book is just about the adversity of surviving a Life. post-apocalyptic world surviving the cold surviving yeah. hunger yeah the book is really um, lonely very really extremely lonely. lonely which i loved and i didn't like i haven't seen the movie but what i didn't like was that i and the reason i haven't seen the movie is because i heard and i saw that there's like much more of like a villain aspect of it yes. in a certain scenes there, where they decided is. to turn it into like a oh there's a bad guy after you instead and it's like that just cheapens it for me yeah. i don't like that yeah. i liked i liked the purity of that book for the for the simple fact that it's a post apocalyptic survival, mm-hmm. not a get away from the bad guy kind of thing. You yeah. know? And does it uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that's Cormac McCarthy that wrote it? Yeah. yeah. Same guy as is the other movie with the good one. <laughs> the <other laughs> good story. You know which one I'm talking about. No country for old men. All right, let's move on. So uh the Matrix Wait, were we just talking about Yeah, yeah the Matrix, yeah, Matrix moves on. The Matrix. Yeah. So that we was, got we that got That was a great got, honorable mention, by the way, Ryan. Yeah, that was. It was. Uh, we got Mad Max Fury Road. So out of all the Mad Maxes, that's the one that made it on here versus the Book of Eli. This is the last one of the first round. Disclaimer. Yes. Mad Max Fury Road is not my favorite Mad Max, and that's not the one I put would have put on this list. Really? Okay. Why? Which one would you would you put Road Warrior? The first one. So mm, Mad Max. You're a Mad Max fan. Yeah. I gr- my dad was like, watch these. Is he Ryan? When I was a kid. I'm pretty sure on Ryan's list, he put the second one. Yeah. I put the road. Yeah, Warriors. was that Thunder, uh, Thunderdome? No, no, no. Oh, road that's Warrior. the third one. Thunderdome's the third one, right? Yeah, which is also uh, awesome. Yeah, but because it's funny. I've never seen any of the original three. Mad Max and Road Warrior are insanely good, yeah. and they're very like raw, like gnarly, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And Fury Road is very good, but I felt like it, in my opinion, I don't think that it really did justice to the original movie. Yeah. Is it as good of a movie? No, is it really? See, I loved as, it. I as thought it was Road so Warrior, good. No, but I'm saying, but Mad Max Fury Road, you have to understand, is one of the greatest spectacles I've ever seen in a movie theater. It was pretty incredible, and it, it was in, in that sense for sure. I Un- agree. Freaking real, and it didn't stop ever. No. Like, did you see? Did you see like behind the scenes on how they filmed a lot of that oh, shit in yeah. that movie? Driving no. through the desert, fucking and all the stuff they yeah, did. It, yeah, it was nuts. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, yeah. they did, they, and they, I feel like they did capture a lot of like the gruesome, like gnarliness of the bad guy, like the head of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was whatever. Like he was nuts. pretty immortal, pretty, pretty brutal. But, uh, but yeah, like I don't. Maybe it's because they didn't put as much weight on the Mad Max character. Like so it was a lot more about Charlize Theron's, Theron's character. So let's see. So let, right now, this is our podcast. We could change whatever the fuck we want. So <laughs> Ryan, Isaac, if, if you had your way and there was only one Mad Max to make it on here, if even if you were just able to put the first two, would you put those on here over Fury Road? I would. Probably. Just yep. based on like, out okay, for like a post-apocalyptic they, Mad Max. Well, let's just they, go Mad, Mad Max, the Mad Max series versus more. the Book of Eli then. Like, does that make sense? Like those original especially the first one but the second one i actually 
liked more probably because of the age I was when I watched it and it was the first one that I watched. But those movies yeah. did more for cinema and were more important like culturally. Weren't they low will. budget I Australian think movies? The first too? one was yeah, and I, super low budget. Yeah. Like Okay. And I, I and I think Ryan, I think I also watched Road Warrior before I watched Mad Max. Yeah. But I think and I there's I can't pinpoint the movie, but I know exactly what you mean by the nostalgia of the first one that you watched of those movies. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, T2. So for me, same, I'm just an example, but T2, Terminator 2. Yeah. I watched that one before I ever watched the first Terminator. Same. So yeah. it, the first Terminator doesn't even hold a fucking tune to T2 for me, even no, though it's, it's it all does for, for any, a long. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, Mad Max and, and, and the Road Warrior easily, in my opinion, better post-apocalyptic movies than, than the Fury Road. Fury Road. Yeah. All right, well, then then the other one we have here is Book of Eli, which is real fucking good. Real good. Really so, good. so that's Denzel Washington. Mila Kunis is in it. Tom Waits has one of the coolest, or I think he's in two scenes. Um, he's the shopkeeper, right? Like the scene where, I did, and I, I watched this like Gary a, year, a year ago. Gary Oldman's in it. I watched this like a year ago, and there's a scene where he goes under a bridge and goes into it, and there's a silhouette of him taking down a whole group of people with, well, a, with a sword. The, and what's the the lead up to the silhouette. So that scene is epic, yeah. wicked. And you don't even know. I think that's the first scene where he pulls his like sword out of his fucking backpack. Yeah. But anyways, um, the, the, the very right before that silhouette scene. Mm-hmm. So he's under this bridge and it's sunshine is outside of the bridge and that's being shot from outside. So when they're in underneath the bridge fighting, all you see is their silhouettes and it's just like yeah. violence and it's fucking awesome. But I, as far as I remember, he's standing in the light and then as soon as he it like he like he's standing there with sunglasses on and then it's like you know shit's gonna go down and he just like takes a step back into the shadow that's exactly and that so, just yeah, like kind of gives you like a there's like fuck. a beggar lady there and he she's and, bait yeah yeah she's, she's a trap a, basically exactly, a trap lady and he goes up and then the guy comes over and then he kills the one guy or cuts, he cuts hurts, hand off. hurts the one guy yeah and then the rest of the crew try to get him and that's when he steps back into the shadow yeah and that's before the ending which spoiler he, he's blind yeah, um, so that was the other thing about that movie. Is okay, that, how long did it take a, to figure out he was blind? I didn't know until the end. The first time I watched it, I'm pretty sure. I think I, I think I was suspicious of. I think I was suspicious of something about two thirds the way through. Yeah, he had some yeah, lines in there. Now, watching it a second then, or third time, and then this, yeah, then the second time you watch it, once you know, mm-hmm. the second time you watch it, you pick up on more shit. But that movie was brilliant for that reason. That there was there was two things. One, um he's carrying a Bible throughout the movie. That's his, that's the, basically his treasure, right? Yep. And his mission is to get this Bible to the people who are, are rebuilding a library, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially of, of human history um, to reestablish society, reestablish, you know, some sort of sense of humanity. Um, the, the fact that he's blind, which is, uh, you know, not of information that's forfeited early on in the movie. That was cool as fuck to find that out. It was also really cool um, finding out that he was blind and seeing that he's, you know, he's reading this book throughout the movie. He opens it up and he reads it, quote unquote, reads it. Yeah. Um, And then you find out, you know, however long it is when he ends up having to um, give the give the book to Gary Oldman's character. Um, He realizes or he he shows it to uh, pages are blank. It's 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 Braille. Yeah. The book is all in Braille. So he's been reading it with his hands and then he gives it to Gary Oldman gives it to his uh 
his wife or whatever she is to him. And um, she touches it and you can see the, her reaction that she knows exactly what it is. And he says, what does it say? And she just like basically says, I don't know. It's fucking cool, man. Yeah. It gives me chills. Like that's, it's a really fucking good movie. It's I'm a good, totally underrated Denzel movie. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's really, really cool. Ryan, did you, uh, Book of Eli was on your list too. Is that, uh, is that one that you really enjoyed? I love that movie. It, it's also like, even the story that it tells you, like the action's amazing and Denzel's amazing and the, the, all that stuff is like really the morality, awesome, but even just the story, right? It's like all the Bibles were burnt because people misused them. And then this man wants it for power, right? As opposed for something yeah. altruistic, which goes against yeah. the Bible, so on and so forth. Right. So uh, I really, really, really like that movie. It's pretty. And awesome. the, and the, the fact that you, you get this, like, this climactic scene where Gary Oldman finally gets his hands on it and he's been desperately searching for this book. He's had it. He's got his henchmen out there looking and killing people for these books, trying to just get, gather as many books as they can to bring back to him. And none of them can read. So they just bring him back these books and they don't know what he's looking for, but he shows, they all always bring these books to him and they're like, here you go. And he's looking at him and he goes, no, that's not it. That's not it. He's looking for the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then he finally gets his hands on this book and he opens it and it's in Braille and he can't read it. Yeah. And it's like fucking, it's just amazing writing. Like yeah. it was a really, really, really cool movie. Is that, I, I don't know. Is that an original story? The book of Eli? As far as I know it is. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Without Google. What you, so what, 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 what do you think here? What, what goes on? This is actually the hardest one for me, but I got to vote for Mad Max because Mad Max means a lot to me. Like I, I will, uh, I, I'm definitely going to go book of Eli for me. Um, I just, I loved that movie. So that leaves it up to Isaac. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a wrong answer here, nope. but I think, I think that despite how good, um, Mad Max and Road Warrior are, I think that I got to go book at Eli. Just thinking about it and going over the scenes in that movie in my head right now, it's, that was a wicked movie and Denzel really can do, do no wrong. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's a better movie. Equalizer two. I will say it's Equalizer two. Maybe, (laughs) maybe that he did wrong. He got a little greedy there. Equalizer one was great. Equalizer two was entertaining. That's you can't say it's great. Can't say it's a good movie. It was entertaining. He was definitely channeling his inner (laughs) Liam Neeson for Equalizer two, or or his inner Keanu Reeves. One of the two. You shut your fucking mouth. No, it's it's like a John Wick style. John, how dare you? For starters. Okay. Don't you dare drudge. We're, move, we're dr- moving on. John, John Wick through this mud. Moving on. We're round, moving on. Round two. All right. Now we got Blade Runner versus Blade Runner. Ryan, you go first. I'll give the original the win on this one. Okay. Denny Villeneuve is amazing, and the movie looks yes. way better, but <laughs> it's... Isaac keeps saying Dennis. Yeah. Every time you say Denny, his name's Denis. That's what he calls it's, himself. Yeah, but it's D-E-N-I-S. I'm sorry. We That would be... It'd be Denis. If you're French. Well, Ryan and I were raised in French immersion school, so we technically would have learned to read in French before we learned English. So okay. fuck you, Isaac. That's two versus okay, one. Okay, so did Isaac, I, I'm going to spell two words do you, for do you, you, pro- and you do you pronounce them. Do you pronounce no, do you pronounce do this. Debris, debris? No, no. <laughs> yes, I no, do. this. Okay, pronounce <laughs> the word P-E-N-I-S. Penis. Okay, now pronounce Penis. the word D-E-N-I-S. 
Penis. Denis. Dennis. Dennis. It's Penis and Dennis. Sorry, Penis okay, Ryan, Ryan, your your analogy didn't work. Oh, Ryan's COVID <laughs> COVID. didn't work. At hey, all. hey, we've all had COVID here. There we go. Um, within a couple weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. There we go. Weird. Um, I've had it twice, or maybe three times now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the science agrees with you on that one, but we'll leave that for another day. Isaac, what are you picking? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Okay. Yeah. Blade Just Runner. because Blade Runner, if without Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine makes no sense. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Blade Runner moves on. Now we're going to the other side here. We have Equilibrium versus Dot Pata. Equilibrium? We have Equilibrium versus Dot Pata. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, Ryan's never seen Equilibrium, so what are you picking, Ryan? Are you picking Dawn? Uh, Dawn, yeah. Yeah. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Whatever. It's, it's, I'm picking it. I'm just saying I'm picking Equilibrium. Oh, you're picking Equilibrium. I got to pick that one too. Ryan, you need to watch you really that do. movie. Father, I'll, now I I'll get right it. on it. Now I, I, can't say, <laughs> I can't say equilibrium. No, there's there's just one one scene. Oh no, there's a bunch of scenes. It's just it's so good. But there's one scene where there's white versus black, and it not skin color, costume color. Even though it is does involve skin color, it does. Yeah, but, but I know it's. I agree you know. that that scene. So there's like a basically like a lead up, and this is one of my favorite things in, in cinema, is when you have a lead up that they refuse like whoever writes or directs or whatever refuses to draw have that drawn out fight scene that's totally unnecessary when you know like you know what i'm talking about like when there's like an action star or something who he meets like the antagonist in the film and they have this big drawn out fight even though you know that the protagonist would just one shot kill the fucking antagonist mm. yeah mm-hmm. that happens in this movie it's <laughs> <fucking> great. yeah <laughs> yeah it's wonderful um so equilibrium Moves on. There we go. Next, we have The Book of Eli versus Mockingjay 1 and 2. Oh, that's easy. That's, I, I agree. That's kind of easy. I, I love The Hunger Games, but Book, Eli. Book, of, Book Eli of Eli is on there for me. That's unanimous. Yeah. All right. So there, there we go. And then the last one here. This one's harder for me. Probably not for Isaac. And Ryan might have a tough one. We got Interstellar versus The Matrix. Now, remember... Post-apocalyptic movies. Okay, and both of Daryl's trying to sway our decisions already. No, I, I am. I I'm, no, but I'm not because they are both. So Ryan, just so you know, so the way Interstellar is a post-apocalyptic hey, movie, bitch, you don't need to show. Yes, I, I understand. The world is ending because Ryan. of we we ruined the planet with CO two, and he has to get on a spaceship. I get it. Okay. Well, the world. Yeah, well, you didn't have to say the CO two thing. You're making it political now. Um, How CO2 but, political? It's science. Trust the science, Daryl. Math, bro. Math. Yeah. Neil deGrasse. It's, it's all facts. No. So, so <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck. You already know what it's about. Then there you go. You you pick. Isaac, you go first. Interstellar. Okay. Matrix. I, Matrix. Uh, Ryan picks the fuck. Okay. I want you to be a tiebreaker, Daryl. Ryan, you know how much I like movies? I'm just, I know you already made your pick. I just want to just to give you the gravity of this decision. It's without a doubt better than Matrix for me, and without a doubt one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, you're you're underestimating how much like nostalgia plays into my picks for movies because I'm an old man now. Hey. Now that I'm forty, Touché. and Touché. I saw the Matrix. You're... I was at the perfect age for that movie. I saw it in the theater. You were seventeen seven times. <laughs> Yeah, when Ryan took me to the Matrix, it was in the cheap theater. So and it was like, like the, the fifth or sixth theater. time I saw it by the time I took you. Yeah. 
Dude, yeah. this is when Neo's gonna go fucking off, bro. He's gonna go <laughs> fucking off. Watch bro. this. Watch this. He learns kung fu here. I know kung fu. Show me. You think he's gonna get shot? Think again. <laughs> okay, that was sweet. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent picking Interstellar. It's it's not even a question in my mind. Yeah, agreed. Um, but but that is once. Yeah, I know. And I know. He, Ryan would never agree on that. And one. you know how I feel about Keanu. Yeah, I just watched Point Break again, man. Oh, like it's like the best movie. Dude, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. I talk. love it. Get me too. I love it. I love it when they jump out of the plane and they have to snowboard down the hill. Right? That's <laughs> no, no, totally. that's no, the one, right? No, no, no. That's another Keanu <laughs> movie I showed my daughter. No, no, no. I'm talking about the new Point Break. I know you are. The one that should have never been no, made. No, no, not that one. Because that was a giant piece okay. of steaming crap. Okay, what's 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 the yeah. other Keanu movie you just showed your daughter? Oh, I, I break? showed her Point Break. Oh, nice. What did she think? This summer. She thought it was awesome. Okay. Because you never know what's and, the next and, generation. And who, who doesn't sympathize with Bodhi? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right? Who doesn't? I basically showed Bloody. her because I made a TikTok one time back when I was on TikTok for a couple of weeks. There was Whoa. there was a TikTok format where it was this. the sad music and people would show like sad scenes from like. Watch out, little bitch! Watch out, little bitch! Watch out, little bitch! Watch out, little bitch! Okay, and we are back from a fucking huge technical difficulty. Struggle. My computer just shut off. Yeah, that's awkward. I just playing music. No, my computer just shut off. And uh, like it went black, and I'm like, "Was it plugged in? What happened?" And uh, it just restarted and then turned on. And luckily, everything was saved in the cloud. Because <laughs> thanks, cloud. Because we've had a few episodes go missing, and we were we are 72, 73 minutes into this thing. The great loss of nineteen. Yeah. Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, the Nintendo sixty four. Our first Nintendo sixty four episode, Ryan, was amazing, and it had some one-liners that were unbelievable and then we lost and then you lost the whole thing that's brutal and then we lost the entire thing and it was aaron and taylor were both here and uh and then it was just gone so whatever anyway you were talking about tiktok and point break yes and isaac said i want to see the tiktok and you were about to explain what the tiktok was okay what was your well there was there was a tiktok format where you put there was a sad song and you put it over sad parts of tv shows and I put it to the scene at the end of Point Break where Bodhi goes and rides his last wave. And it was awesome. And dies. Yeah. And then, and then I was going on. Right, Jaren walked out allegedly. of her room because I had just said, well, my daughter has watched Point Break. And she proceeded to say it was almost as good as Top Gun, which in her life, Top Gun is the greatest movie ever made. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, that is awesome. Does yeah. she love the volleyball scene? Yeah. Do you love the volleyball do. scene? Uncle Daryl wants to know. Yeah, she loves the volleyball scene. It's the best part of the movie. <laughs> yes, it is. When they're giving each other the high fives, and oh, it's so good. Neurotic. Yep. It, it, it is yep. great. Um, all right. Now, I'm trying to remember where we were at the bracket. Um, oh, well, we it's, it's, it's because it, it, we were talking about Keanu because he lost to Interstellar. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. So, so we're, we're, in the, we're, we're almost at the end here. That's it. Blade Runner, the original versus Book of Eli. Is this the final? This is the semifinals. Semifinal. Semifinals. And I'm 100% picking, picking Book of Eli because I'm an asshole. I loved Book of Eli, and Blade Runner just didn't cut the 
cut the the stones the way it did with you guys. Well, I'm gonna have to leave this uh, pivot to Ryan. Okay, here's my reasoning on this one. Blade Runner, it's kind of dystopian, <laughs> but not really. Like it's kind of post-apocalyptic, but not really. The Book of Eli was blatantly after an apocalypse. Like there's no, hu- there's barely any humans left, and there's cannibalism. Blade Runner, on the other sure. hand, like there's billions and billions of people. In fact, we live on more than one planet in that in that movie. So indeed. I, on a technicality, am going to say that the Book of Eli is a better post-apocalyptic movie. Wow, and it moves on. Isaac, what were you? What What are your thoughts? I don't. I actually got to say that like, that's a pretty good, a pretty good reasoning. So, I'm only going to vote Blade Runner because I got a shout out to my old my dude, but Harrison Ford. But yeah, like I, I'm not. I'm not, Scott? Like, I'm not like super bummed out about it. No, you're not bummed out. Like I, I am, but I'm not, because Book of Eli is, you know, it's good. I see the scene when when you find out that like that like you know the old couple when they go to that house. Mm. I'm blanking. Uh, you realize that they're cannibals. cannibals. Oh yes, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact that he's blind the very first scene where he kills the rat or whatever with the little, yeah with the bow and arrow little the, crossbowy yeah. thing he made with his feet yeah. That's yeah, that was unreal. Sick. Yeah, he just stayed so and just still. like the well, and just the the sense of like of how po- post apocalyptic that is. He's, he's wearing like a gas mask. You get a very like green filtered vibe of like nuclear fallout almost in that scene. Yep, and ash, and then yeah, he shoots this cat, and then he's, you see him fucking. Not only is he frying up the cat, mm-hmm. but he's also like collecting the oil from the drippings of the cat frying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's fucking yeah it's it's a phenomenal film because yeah, so there's I'm nothing that. there's literally nothing yeah that's a and i like that 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 is a it is a it's apocalypse due to nuclear like it's a nuclear apocalypse and then furthermore like the the just the little details in in the post-apocalypticness of book of eli when he goes to tom waits who's in that little the shop barter kind of almost like a or you talking about my like favorite scene like pa- yeah almost like a pawn shop yeah um, he's like trading. He shows him like um, a lip. lip what chap. is it? Lip chap yep. or like a whatever grease for lip chap? I haven't seen one of those since the nineties. Yeah, I got it back east. Still work? Yeah, yeah. Just need a charge. Can you do that for me? Give me a charge. I got uh, cables. I don't need the cables. I can put a trickle charger on it for you. Good. I mean, if you got the coin. Oh yes, sir. Yes, I do. He also shows him like a KFC fucking wet wet wipes 
mm. to like clean himself with and shit. Like these are the thing like trading the most meaningless things to us yep. is like crucial to them. You know, like it's if you really think about the gravity of something like that. Oh yeah, doesn't he charge you, an iPod? He charge yeah, yeah he, he charges his iPod for me. He says charge the iPod for me. Yeah, says it's gonna take a couple hours or whatever yeah. the fuck. Um, like it's just like it'll take overnight. Yeah, just crazy shit like that. That that I love that scene when same thing because you don't know he's blind. He Tom Waits pulls a gun on him and then he just flips it around on Tom Waits, but then he gives it back to him. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he steals it and then gives it back. It's badass. Um, I also just I'm just gonna say it because I'm I'm a fanboy. Any movie that has Tom Waits in it is better because Tom Waits is in it. <laughs> That's true. And his scenes <laughs> steal the movie. It's true. What's Every, the one where he's panning for gold? Oh, I don't know which one he's panning for gold. He's uh he's digging for gold. Fuck, what movie is that? I Anyways. I honestly don't know. I'm I think of him in in wrist cutters. He's like. The weird oh, camp guy. You think think of him in uh, in in uh, Fuck, Seven Psychopaths. Movie. Yep. Um, what's what are some others? The Terry Gilliam movie, the uh, Heath Ledger's last movie. If you have the Doctor Parnassus or whatever, like the the. If you haven't seen Wrist Cutters, watch it. Yeah, Wrist Cutters is awesome. It's fucking great. It's a love story. Yeah, it's called Wrist Cutters: A Love Story. I love the abyss in the car. By the it way, is, that's an apocalypse. No, it's not. It's a suicide. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yeah, it's not. Brian, have you ever seen Wrist Cutters? No, I don't think I have. No, I'm, I own so it. Just, I should give it to you. Yeah, just the... Daryl, you're the one that showed me that movie. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. But the... Uh, you know how you know how you drop something in your car and it yeah. goes missing forever? You can't find it? Underneath the seat. They they take that to the next level in that, in that movie where, like, they drop something and it actually warps into another universe. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like an actual straight up like because this isn't this is the it is the afterlife like, for people like who have committed suicide. Purgatory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's great. It's an interesting interesting like original very interesting movie. So it's it's, interesting? it's actually yeah, it's it's interesting Corn Isaac. It's from uh there's a short sorry. And Shannon Sosman. Hey, do you know that Tom yeah, Waits started off as a recording artist? Of 100%. course. Yeah. Have you not and, heard and Tom Waits' music? Child actor. Anyway, sorry. I didn't know he was a child actor, but his his albums are incredible. Man, the his Dirty song... 30s must have put out some good flicks. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's old balls. No, the uh the Tom Waits' old stuff, like his voice has been that gravelly since he started singing back in the day. Gravelly. But Tom Oh yeah, yeah sorry, he wasn't gravelly. a child actor. I apologize. He worked at a pizza but, parlor. But but Tom Waits is also uh like he's that guy, he's that old guy who made very eclectic music. Like it's very weird, like super super indie, but like rock and like slow with piano. I don't know. It's, Bluegrass? Yeah, it, not really. Would you say no? He might have a couple songs here and there, but but anyway, he's when he was in the, in the early or late two thousand two thousands to two thousand tens, he signed to Epitaph to release like three or four albums oh, really? and his past catalog. So you know he had yeah. that he has that clout in, in the underground community, but then his clout. He he also has a so he's got an album called Glitter and Doom Live, which is what really turned me on to him. Um, which is one one side of it is it's two discs. I know discs, right? Whatever. How turned but on one of the discs? You? Oh, I was very turned on. Okay. One of the discs is Daryl just went from six music. to midnight. One of the discs is all his songs. The other disc is just all the interludes that he he tells stories between his songs, and they don't make sense. But it's literally an entire album. Of just the interludes between music, and it is the funniest stories you've ever heard. And he's got a song named "Chocolate Jesus," and and he's like, "I got to me a chocolate Jesus." 
keeps me satisfied. I don't know. It's really good. Uh, the outro of this episode will definitely be chocolate. Imagine, <laughs> imagine Tom Waits talking with music. Oh, okay. That's basically Tom Waits sing songs. That's how he started off. The first four four years of his career was doing music. Yeah, yeah. interesting. And he's he's got yeah. Anyway, that's Tom Waits. So Book of Eli moves on. Um, the other side here we have Equilibrium. There you go. Versus Interstellar. And Interstellar. so so we had Book of Eli. We have a nuclear apocalypse. On this side, we have Equilibrium, which is a totalitarian apocalypse. Mm. And then we have Interstellar, Interstellar which is a, uh, I guess, what's that, a, a ecological apocalypse, end of the world due to mm-hmm. the environment, whatever it is. So we got, we got those three. So what are, we, what are we picking here, Isaac, for Equilibrium and Interstellar? Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm hearing Ryan's voice in my ears right now. What's the better post-apocalyptic movie? Um, yeah, you gotta. I feel like Equilibrium is basically Canada, um, in you know three years with Trudeau still in office. Um, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Um, like three years from now, I just based on I guess just based on. <laughs> The movie itself, because they're both great post-apocalyptic, great stories. I'd say the better movie is Interstellar. Yeah, I'd say better movie is Interstellar. I'd say Interstellar is more a space movie and space travel movie than it is. But why? That's the reason. It's because the Earth Earth is is failing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're not wrong. Um. Ryan hasn't seen either of these, so this is really us. <laughs> <laughs> have to pick this. Here. True. Uh, I I am gonna go. You picked Interstellar. I'm gonna go Equilibrium. <laughs> He's basically saying "fuck you, Ryan." Pick. Oh, no, that, pick. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan, well, you haven't seen uh, either of these. Well, I could I could say Equilibrium doesn't sound very believable because there's no way the government would ever force us to take a medication. Like that's never. not a thing. Like there's absolutely no way no. that you know they're never gonna take away your freedoms. Yeah. Uh, based on your vaccine status. Yeah, no, no, there's no status. way that they would ever, ever infringe on your bodily autonomy. Like, that's just not totally a thing that impossible. happens in a You guys are fucking democracy. assholes. Totally impossible. <laughs> that would never happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, well, it's the same thing. I, I, I would argue that it's totally impossible that uh, the Earth becomes a dust. That's not impossible. That has happened, and it will happen again. <laughs> the Earth becomes a dust Didn't bowl. I just say the dirty 30s? <laughs> you did, yeah. You mentioned him. Also, Casey Affleck's in Interstellar, and he plays a a, a fucking a disgruntled brother. Uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? The 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 phrase. The he's a he's a strong willed individual, stubborn individual. Yeah. Oh, he's a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Just liberal kidding. the liberals are, are. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. Um, Ryan, believe me when I say, you haven't seen Interstellar, but you should. Oh yeah, well, I, I think plan both, on watching I both think, of these movies. I'm gonna vote for Interstellar. 100%. I'm sorry, I'll vote for Interstellar. Wow, there you go. Just don't you know, be just because Equilibrium it's the bigger is on movie. Amazon Prime right now. Oh, oh there you go. Equilibrium it's on, on Prime right now. It's on Prime. So hop on Dad's Prime because the Lord knows you probably don't have your own. Kho, um, I have four children. I definitely have Prime. <laughs> <laughs> we be buying things. Uh, we be buying men. COVID. <laughs> I got that coke off. Uh, it's it's funny, Ryan. I went to Ryan's house. Sorry, side note. This is the apocalypse for me. I went to Ryan's house and and I was talking to Ryan and, and Lindsay, preface. his wife here about uh, about 
the costs of a Costco trip and what it takes for them. <laughs> so when Ryan and Lindsay go to Costco, it's like a grand every time they go. We have you guys have to four, get two we carts. We haven't hit four figures on a trip yet. Okay, but Do you have okay. to hit two carts. But if it's under five hundred dollars, we dance to the car. <laughs> okay, and and Isaac asked two carts, right? Two carts. Um, we started doing two carts recently, and it's there's just so much room, more room. Like you feel like a, true. you kind of feel like a different level of person when you get when you you know you give in and go for two Here, carts. But here's a, here's an important question: Are you an executive member? Uh, yeah, they better be, and they, they must be at that. It, point. And it more than it more than pays for itself. Yeah, you'd you'd hit five grand within six months. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, man, uh, the life of four children. Damn. Ray and Kayla got four kids. Your brother, your brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Isaac. That's true. So you, they they probably deal with that too. They deal Their with kids things. Are much They're a little bit so younger. You wait till you get teenagers. Way. Have you seen Crew? Yeah, no, yeah, but he's still is, like two years he old. He is built like a brick shit house. Yeah, but he still does not eat the way a teenager eats. No, but he's close. <laughs> Ryan and Lindsay came to our house a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and uh, the kids all came, and and I'm like, well, how many pizzas do we have to order for you know our 11. family normally eats one. He's like, let's order four. So we ordered four big pizzas. And we were shocked that between everyone, the, the only two of them were eating. Yes. But, but in your defense, Daryl did say, no, this is going to be too much. Like, you don't get it. These pizzas are, like, really big. They're big. And I was like, where'd you, where'd you order from? Grassfield Pizza. No big deal. Is it good shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. There was so Man, much cheese. I got to say, like, shout, out, shout out to Airdrie and Crossfield. I don't know. This sounds like Crossfield's got some shit there. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Airdrie has got some fucking legit pizza places. Airdrie has, in my opinion, the best pizza place. They got great Paul, pizza places. Paul's pizza places. Paul's is it's great. It's so expensive. Uh, Mr. Pizza is good. Paul's is good. Uh, there's a couple other ones. There's, they, there's options. Though my favorite pizza still of all time, and this is nostalgia, 100%, Ryan would agree, was Obie's. When Ryan and I in the early 2000s, when they're the old owners owned it, yeah, in Sylvan Lake, Olga and Basili. Yeah, are you guys like okay? Describe the perfect pizza to me right now. The one that Olga and Basili made. So, like, no, no, no. I want to know, like, are you like a greasy? Are you like toppings falling off? No, cheese dripping off. So, grease, are you dry? Perfect combination of all of these. They they made it like grease or dry, Isaac. So, you know what a Greek Greek pizza is? So, Greek pizza is usually like the Western pizzas and that of the world, like really, really thick. So they yeah. made like a hybrid that was kind of like Greek pizza, but it was just a little thinner. But it was like fresh made dough. The dough was unreal. So that's the thing. If you if you can go, wow, the crust was the one of the best parts. That's how you know you got a really good pizza. So yeah, lots it was of like, toppings. It was, it was the the crust was oiled, so it was crunchy on the outside, but like super soft, soft. pillowy on the inside. Yeah. See, I'm also I'm We're, not a guy. I'm not a guy who likes to to pick up a piece of pizza and have it fall apart as soon as I pick no, it. No, up. no, 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 no. They, they would together. hold their shape. Yeah. yeah, I want a piece of pizza to stay together so I can put it in my mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And this totally has to do with the end of the world because at the end of the world we know pizza is the first thing to go. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, I've been keeping pizza supplies on ice in my basement. Like like when when the crops dry out and the only thing we have left is corn. Pizza's not happened. I, I don't want. I do not mm-hmm. want cornbread mm-hmm. crust. Fuck that. I don't mind pizza. I don't mind corn on my pizza. Isn't there I, Chicago deep dish? Isn't it have corn in the crust? I, I could don't be know. Wrong well, sometimes that. there's like corn meal on the outside of a crust, but whatever. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. That's a little aside. Let's, let's there. move on here. So it, we're at the finals here. We have Interstellar versus the Book of Eli. 
I'm proud. I'm proud that Book of Eli has made it this far. I honestly, I, did, I when we made the list at the beginning, I didn't think it would, but as we've yeah. talked about it, I think it deserves to be in the final. It is that good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you're the guest. Let's give you the first uh, first shot here. I know you've never seen Interstellar. I'm, but I'm pick. okay. Let's let's see who Book of Eli has knocked off Blade Runner and <laughs> Mockingjay. <laughs> which Blade Runner? That's and that's Mad serious. Max. And Mad Max. So you don't understand. Mad Max is like tops, tops, tops on my list. It didn't get out of the first round. So I'm going Book, hey, of, I'm just, going book of Eli. Let's just say for the record, uh, Book of Eli knocked off Blade Runner because of you, Ryan. Don't act like it wasn't. Don't act like it was <laughs> oh, like, it. oh, my God. I how did it. Blade Runner get knocked out? You did it this. Was my no, it was my fault. On the flip side, I'll say for Interstellar, I might not vote for it. Interstellar knocked off Matrix and Equilibrium, which to me, when I was that age, were arguably the, like they were, they were the uh, post-apocalyptic movies, um, early 2000s, late 90s. So yeah. it did that. And see, but, I voted against both those movies in those rounds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, all right. Ryan picked Book of Eli. Isaac? Oh, yeah, I'm going first. All right. I, I, when it comes to just a movie, a movie I want to watch today, tomorrow, every single day. I could fall asleep to it. I could watch the entire thing, stay awake for it. The visuals, the Matt Damon. I'm going Interstellar. <laughs> the, well, uh, the Matt Damon does Matt it. Yeah, Damon. I get it. The scene here. Let me just the, let's just cue this up right now, okay? The scene at the towards the end of the film when he's in the hospital in the room. With his daughter, May- settle down. Okay, sorry. I can cry to that scene every time. I can cry to multiple, every multiple time. scenes. Yeah. Well, th- dude, oh, come on, fuck, man. <laughs> I'm going to Interstellar. You're going to? Oh wow! Because, like I said earlier, it is easily, easily one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. You know what? I actually kind of felt bad that I picked Interstellar when you picked it because Book of Eli seems more like an apocalyptic movie. However, when I when I copied and pasted Interstellar into the final spot, I felt good about it. <laughs> so so that's that's what we picked, See, ladies and gentlemen. Interstellar's the winner. Ryan, are you heartbroken right now? Well, Interstellar cheats because it's not the same reality. Yes and no. It's a different post-apocalyptic. A no, different like post-apocalyptic. I mean, like the ending. It's not even the same people that he left. Like guys, come on. I know enough about the movie to know that it's an alternate reality that he entered. It's a different dimension. It it isn't. I know. I'm just. Mm, it isn't. No. Yeah. Well, we should leave. It Ryan, isn't. you need. <laughs> you got to watch you and the it. kids. That's that's your job. Yeah, Is there? It. Do you have, do you have three hockey tournaments and four baseball tournaments this weekend? <laughs> yes, I do. Because if I have. Because if not. Because if not, you you and the kids, the older kids, Riker maybe not, but the older kids for sure, yeah, well, should watch Interstellar. I it is, it is, and it's not, it's not scary. Come on, like, no. come on, Denzel Washington's sitting there and he's dying, and they're like, "Did you bring the book?" And he's like, "I don't," but do you have a paper and a pen? And then he just starts reciting the entire thing from off the top of his head. Come on, anyway, yeah, sorry, Interstellar. It's, I get it's it. Great. I get it. I, I, get it. I got to rewatch Book hey. of Eli now too. Like that hey. sounds quickly. Awesome. Quickly look up who did the soundtrack for the original score for Book of Eli. All right, because right. I know Hans Zimmer, and shout out to my boy Hans, did Interstellar, and that's obviously it's going to be a fucking brownie point for that movie. 
Atticus Ross. Who did the original score for Book of Eli? Um, Home Media. That also has an, a phenomenal soundtrack, is Book of Eli. Yeah, Atticus oh, Ross. On the, I'm... Atticus, Atticus Ross. Ross. Yep. Shout out to Atticus Ross for doing great shit. Um, but... If there's Atticus gonna be a... Ross is ugly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now he, he's Fuck worked boy. with Nine Inch Nails, Corn, and Jane's Addiction. Okay, definitely voting Interstellar. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. No, he did. He it. also did the it. he did the soundtrack for Soul, like Pixar's Soul, which is awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's wicked. He's uh, he was in Nine Inch Nails. There you go. That's that's how he got to start. But let's be honest. Trent Reznor now does movie scores too, and he's fucking awesome. Yes, at he it. does, and he does. A great I, I would say, I would say that Facebook Social Network has one of the best scores ever. Like it's perfectly done. Social Network is easily the 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 best way to get off of Facebook. Hundred well, percent. No, no. The best way to get off of Facebook is just realizing what Meta is trying to do now. Well, I would say just realizing, taking, just widen your perspective and realize that Facebook is a website. Yeah, real life mm-hmm. website. Yeah, website that you could live in, bro. Have you're, you seen you're talking Ready to Player a dude One? who hasn't had who shut his Facebook down over a year ago? Well, both of us don't have Facebook either, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. I, I would. I would actually I haven't say had Facebook in forever. That, I think I'm the winner. There. Okay, now just let me interject slightly. In the social network, slightly. you kind of like Mark Zuckerberg. Right, he's a little bit lovable, but in real life, he's a freaking he's robot a robot and evil. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, they 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 do that intentionally, and then it ends up. Well, you know what? At the same time, though, they also have what's his name in that movie playing the twins. Um, I'm six four two twenty, and there's two of me. Yeah, that's... what's his name? <laughs> no, I want to hire the Sopranos to beat the shit out of him with a hammer. We don't even have to do that. That's right. We can do that ourselves. I'm six five two twenty, and there's two of me. I'm with well, this guy. whatever. And he's like a, and he's like a cannibal, or like a, he has a fetish for cannibalism in real life. So fuck that guy. Huh? No, he's what? <laughs> have you research it? <laughs> I'm not even joking. What's his name again? Uh, Army Hammer. Research Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Army Hammer cannibalism i'm pretty sure if you type in army anyone in cannibalism you could find an article okay but actually i'm googling it i'm <laughs> cannibalism <laughs> he has like exes claiming that he wanted to like drink their blood and and like bite them and do all this crazy weird shit he has a cannibalism scandal scandal wow yeah that's classy and and in and in like a, an abusive way not in oh, like yeah, a, yeah, not yeah. in like a sexual fetish way like a this guy actually has some serious issues kind of way. Wow. Okay. That's something that I'll have to dig into. Yeah. I don't want to. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. Drink blood, awesome cutting toes. toes. Uh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Isaac. That's a, uh, he takes. Yeah. So Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar is the winner. Is there Interstellar? Uh, hey, also, let's just say Matt Damon plays a fuck face in Interstellar. So. Hmm. No, he doesn't. He does. He plays himself. He's a fuck face. Did you know that Matt Damon wrote Goodwill Hunting? Uh, I thought it was all Ben Affleck, bro. <laughs> it probably was. Have you seen also have you seen Ben Affleck in uh The Way The Way The Way Back? Is that what it's called? The way, yeah. The, yeah, the, the basketball back. movie? Yeah. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's, it's heartwarming. Yeah. It's good. Oh, on a side note, Ryan, I'm curious. You're four you're four years older than me. So I don't know if you got into it as much as we did. I know you liked the Kenny Rogers version. Of but what was your opinion of Jackass? 
Did you watch that? Dude, the Jackass, like the Jackass, yeah, we watched, like that was the also the beginning of the internet where you could get clips, and we passed okay. around Jackass clips nonstop. All right, so did you watch the movies? Have you seen all the movies? I have seen all the movies except for the new one, and I thought especially the last one or the last couple were just unreal funny. Okay. Unreal. Me fun. and Daryl just went and watched Jackass Forever. In, yeah, we in saw the it on, on Sunday night. We went to the theater. Did you almost and it was lie so, on the floor? Blood. Yeah, it was, was so fucking I was, funny. I was dying. And yeah. actually, it was to the point where my COVID sim- residual symptoms were kicking in, and I was having a hard time fucking <laughs> trying not, not coughing. Breathing as yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I understand. But, I but here's, the the, here's the warning of the new Jackass. There is considerably more dicks. A whole they 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 they, <laughs> count, they countered their age with like aggressive like no, less aggressive stunts and more cock. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, considerably more. Um, I can put up with some that. of them. I can put up with that. It, no, but it's, I still wish they'd made a full length version of Kenny Rogers Jackass. That was so funny. Isaac doesn't know what that is. No idea. It's, what that Will, it's Will Sasso Mad TV. Oh, fuck. I will show it to you. Will Sasso is a king. It's it's funny. We'll we'll watch it after this, but. Uh, that's it for this week ryan do you have a a code word for us uh code word for today is a hawk tail (laughs) i don't know what that is i am looking at the rye milk stout from hawktail brewing that i drank this episode is sponsored by (laughs) hawktail brewing yeah i thought you were gonna say you got eggnog in my goat milk This is the bat catcher with my teeth stuff. I'm Kenny Rogers, and this is the bat fetcher trick with my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That's over my head. There we go. That's that's the code word right there. (laughs) This is Kenny Rogers, jackass. All right, Ryan, thanks for coming. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have you on again sometime. Awesome. Or not. Or not. Whatever. Bye bye. (laughs) Thanks, bro. I don't go to church on Sunday. Don't get on my knees to pray. Don't memorize the books of the Bible. I've got my own special way. I know Jesus loves me Maybe just a little bit more I fall down on my knees every Sunday As the rebel leads Kansas store Well, I've got to be a chocolate Jesus Make me feel good inside Got to be a chocolate Jesus, keep me satisfied.